0: golf podcast presented by golficity where we bring you the tips instruction and support you need to get the most out of your golf game and now your hosts frank and mike hey guys welcome back to the golf podcast 353 episodes mike it's the first time we've had a wood chipper out of our window it's pretty loud right yeah they're taking some trees down out there so guys if you hear something it's like fargo over here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you hear something in the background, uh, I apologize about that. But uh, anyway, three hundred fifty third episode, and I'm excited about today's topic because we're going to talk about Smash Bag as a training aid. Uh, it's one of those training aids that training aids that ticks a lot of boxes for me because it's simple. It's not too expensive at all. And it, it does work. And it's, it's something that I've been using as part of my regular practice routine. If you follow me on Instagram, you see my some of my stories. I've been working on some swing improvements at home. Uh, and actually, that's another box that ticks, Mike, is that it's something you can use at home. Yeah. So I've been using it a lot. And uh, I want to dive into the way I use it. But there's a lot of ways you can use it. I was first turned on to using the Smash Bag or the Impact Bag. It goes by different names. Uh, but when we worked with Brad Worthington at um, – at a pound Ridge earlier this year, he had me using it for yeah, some were, feedback. You were an instant it, believer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, Cause you know what? Sometimes all it takes is some sort of physical feedback. Like someone can explain the golf swing to you or explain the positions of where your body needs to be. But, until, you know, if you're a, like me, I'm kind of a physical learner. Mm. Until someone puts you in that position, you don't quite, doesn't lock yeah. in. No, it makes so sense. this this device will put me in the position that I needed my wrists to be in at, at impacting that forward shaft lean. And it really helped. Dude, you were humming on that range. I remember you were feeling good. I was. And it translated right to the course. It went to the course afterwards um, and it really worked. So it's something that helped me. I'm not going to say that it's going to help everybody, but as, as far as fundamentals go, I don't think that there's any golfer who wouldn't benefit from using it a bit. And like I said, we'll get into where to get one and how much they are a little bit later on, but there you'd be surprised. And I was surprised at how, cost effective they are oh yeah i mean they? 30 bucks 20 bucks it was yeah it's just like i think i got the one i'll look it up too while we're on here but i looked i got it on amazon for like 24 bucks oh, that's not bad
1: delivered another great gift idea to it, surprise someone that's
0: with. true too because yep. we are right at that time mm-hmm. um obviously want to tr- jump into twitter tap in a sec- second but mike what else you got going on it's been the. Uh, Dude, been it's been a week. It's
1: been wild. Yeah. Uh well, we're coming off a ho- well, we're coming off a uh th- holiday week. Yeah. Thanksgiving. You had a milestone birthday and you had an anniversary, so you had a pretty epic week. I
0: had a pretty epic, and it was nicest to take a couple days off. Right? Brain break. Yeah, it really was. And that's why ho- uh, not Halloween, Thanksgiving every year is my favorite holiday yeah. because it's just kind of like a low key kind of four days. Yeah. You know, it's always that Thursday through Sunday. You know, Sunday. Thursday through Sunday, you're not touching it. Just anything. shut it down yeah. and just and I think that's the only time all year that we shut it down.
1: Yeah. Complaint. so it was it was a nice break i mean saturday all day saturday i was editing the ramsey video but you know there i you found know. some peace and quiet my wife took the kids out so i said you know what i'm gonna do a little bit of work there you go but uh no speaking of that speaking of milestone birthday so i'm still laughing about what happened with zach and i feel bad <laughs> and, and i want to tell the story here for zach we uh you guys have missed it go back check out the video um where we did the surprise gift for for you for the uh f- for the birthday wedge and
0: which is still the coolest thing, by the way. Yeah, man. That I'm was glad you so enjoyed cool. it. That was cool. I sent Aaron AD a note, good. too, to thank him for his hard work on it. But you guys got me. Got you good, You man. guys got me good. Got you good. Yeah.
1: Make sure you reach out to Lanto. It's your, Lanto. Did you get
0: him? I did. I okay. sent Lanto <laughs> a message, too, to thank him as well. And uh,
1: He made a special appearance, guys. So yeah, definitely yeah. check I out. I even sent
0: him a message you know, from my dog to his dog. Oh, there you they're, go. They're buddies. They're buddies now? Yeah. So, I like yeah.
1: that. All right. There you go, whatever connects us, right? So that day that we filmed that, I mean, the night before, I call up our our intern, Zach, who comes in, he, he's, he helps us with uh, videography and, and photography, and... He all night. I'm telling him about all the shots I want to get for this video. I go Shot I, exactly where to go. I yeah. go. I want to make. I'm, t- I'm actually just scripting the day. I said I'm going to come up the stairs and all the way to like you're going to film me say this that. Got it. We talked on the phone for like a half hour, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we had the yeah. whole thing done. Poor and now shadowing. keep in mind, this yeah. is a birthday surprise. So there's a buildup. There's a gift. There's unwrapping. There's everything. Right. So we go through the whole process. You're epically surprised. Everything worked out great. Frank opens up the gift, done, cut, done for the day. Yep. He looks at me and says, and he turns red, beat red. red. Red, And I thought he was going to pass
0: out. I'm like, what's wrong? I knew what it was wrong. You know, Just seeing his face, I said, you shot it in slow-mo. You shot it in <laughs> slow-mo, which does not just capture any audio. Right. And he just immediately walked out.
1: He ran out of the room. <laughs> Poor Zach. We were li- I'm actually laughing on the inside. He said, I need to collect myself for yeah. a minute. Yeah. He goes outside for like 30 seconds. I don't know what he did. We thought he was gone. I didn't think I was ever going to see the guy again. He came back in. I was like, you know what? Let's redo it. Yeah, <laughs> Let's redo it. I feel so bad. It's like it's like third day on the job. And, you know, so uh, we. his new nickname is Slow Mo. Yeah. You know, he's like Fire Guy Ryan in the office. You know, you get a nickname, it's going to stick. But uh, I felt so bad. for I him. think
0: he was genuinely surprised at how little it actually affected us. I don't know. I, I we, think we he thought flinch. we were going to throw him out or something. But. Because we do so much filming on the golf course and, and we're not taking the time always to go through like a mental checklist with the camera and stuff. Mm-hmm. How many times has it been where you and I, we didn't. We you hit pre- a shot. You not not record. Yeah. You did something like that. And you just like, we just adapt. That's it's it. just like, do what you got to do to fix it. Like we have recorded whole intros while we're out there. We've had podcasts where we didn't hit the record button. Yeah. With guests. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there's times and that happens. You're moving, you're moving at light speed. So like we're just like we're so used to it. We're like, you yeah. know, we'll do it again. But yeah, the kind of the background on it is the way our, our camera works is if you if you shoot in slow motion, it doesn't record any audio. So, but you shoot that slow
1: motion to get a little bit of a different shot. Right. That's exactly. Why in so there's you,
0: there's reasons for it, but there's no, the, the, the microphone basically turns off when you do it now. So he had this like four or five minutes of reaction of me opening this thing and just nothing usable,
1: nothing usable. It was so great because he was so surprised. When we redid it again, the reaction was the same. Right. I
0: know you were not faking that reaction. No, we were still wasn't. shocked. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, because it had just happened, I'm like, guys, you can just roll again. I will just be just as shocked because <laughs> I was in shock right until the end of that day. I think it finally set in later on. I'm like, Wow, that was a truly cool surprise. Yeah, man. But uh yeah, so now we call him Slow Mo. Now he's
1: slow mo, and if you guys want to go back and watch the fake Yes. Which wasn't really, like I said, wasn't fake, but Frank's reaction was not the first. No.
0: But like I said, it was just reliving the surprise one more time for me. So I guess I can have Zach to thank for that. And he did not uh,
1: show up today. I think he still
0: feels bad. He said he had a lot of schoolwork. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, we—we we told him, listen, if if you're gonna work with us, it's a fun environment. We got to be able to bust chops. We do it to each other all day. You guys see it when we record our videos. Yeah. But uh, but speaking of which, I mean, still some great videos rolling out this this year. We do. Um, just just as of when we're recording this, we just dropped Mazellum Springs, which was which was a real treat yes to get out there and play i i think every year we've got to have a, have a round with greg and kevin i was thinking on the way and why not do two i'm happy to do that as group, many as you want that's a great group that to group play is with. so great yeah like a spring and like an end of year you yeah. know what i mean and what's so funny is that we both always play better when we play with greg right because he's just a he's just such a good golfer but he's just like a calming presence that's out it. there yeah. it's a
1: refreshing round it, it is and mm. he
0: just he just he just knows what he's doing and he'll just inject little bits of advice, like not overly, but like just where he sees you need it. He'll just yeah. inject a little bit of advice or he'll help you with a read. And he never just, gets play down better. on himself. Like no. He's made, He made a couple bogeys. He's a bounce out there. back guy. But it's never like slam the club, angry. It's just
1: like, I, I didn't even know when he makes a bogey. He's right. just so calm. Yeah. And I don't even know when he makes a birdie. He's so calm. It's just, that's just his golf game. And it's great to play with people like that.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, I think you probably agree with me. I'd rather go out there and play with somebody who shoots 130 but is genuinely out there having a good time, laughing, Definitely. whatever, than somebody who shoots 69 but is, is banging angry clubs and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just it, to me, it's, it's, it's the environment. I mean, even if you watch a lot of our videos, we're not even super consumed by the score. The whole idea for what we do out there is to just bring you guys along for the vibe of what it's like and the the feel and having fun. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. It's the experience of the day because at the end of the day, all of these rounds I f- I will remember what it was like being with those people that day far longer than what I'll remember what I shot that day 100% right and I if mean I don't am- need to I'll look back at my shot scope and see but I I mean honestly it's it's I'm far less concerned with that than I am with the experience how many laughs and
1: brand new one-liner jokes did we get in Manhattan Woods
0: Oh my God. Yeah, you know,
1: with Pete. That video's coming out soon too. And I know a lot of our fans love the course vlogs because it's it's that experience of, hey, I've never seen this course before. Right. I'm going to see it through these guys being us. And we love that. And we love bringing these two. And we got Manhattan Woods coming out, uh, Westchester Hills, Ramsey. Yep. And I think that's it for course vlogs, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, if, unless you want to count that course we played at at the Connecticut Golf School. Oh, yeah. yeah that was pretty cool. We got <laughs> to count that. That was right. cool. So that's coming too. But lots of fun stuff coming as well as a lot of experiences as we move into winter. We're going to be doing a lot of indoor stuff. We're going to be doing some lessons. We're going to be bringing Kevin Sprecher back on. He's got some some motion stuff that he wants to work on us with, which we always learn a lot. When we work with Kevin, so stay tuned for that. Um, oh, yeah, I want to get him in here. I can't yeah. Wait. yeah, we're going right to get him in here in the sim and we're going to film some some lesson work with him. Okay, So stay tuned for that. Um, all right, I want to do uh, this week's Twitter tab. And before we do, we want to thank this week's sponsor, Titleist. Uh, guys, Titleist's approach to innovation is cumulative. They're always looking to find those shifts that produce lasting superiority. And we really saw that with... Actually, for me, it was a, a revelation. The first time I saw it super significantly was in the TSI because going from the the TS driver... Mm -hmm. To the TSI, you know, which is just basically a difference of about two years in between the the development of the clubs and thinking, well, how much could they have changed and remarkable in the amount, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I'm not in the business of naming things, but I almost think it it should have had a different name. It's so different. Yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. but but. What they did and what the, the changes that they put into it, it just shows that they're always in that pursuit to stay ahead. They're never going to kind of like just like, sleep on it. They're going to always keep moving, and you can really see that. And one of the big areas was material advances. They've got that unique ATI 425 Aerospace Titanium that's in the, t- the TSI's face. This is the first time that has ever been used in the face of a golf club, and it's, it's manufactured right in Pittsburgh, and it is so strong that they're able to get it super, super thin and man does it jump off that face you and i both got great ball speed out of it it jumps the sound is beautiful everything yeah. about it sleek looking it is and that's why I mean, we ended up going back and saying i i can't just have one in my bag." we back, went back and did the tsi three woods which are sitting, sitting in a in box, box right there, there. Yeah, yeah. they just arrived this morning and I, us. i'm i'm gonna open one and hit a couple in the yeah, after dude, this. definitely that's definitely. for sure um but anyway, Titleist, the, that face is helping us to make it the longest, the straightest, and the best-looking and best-sounding driver Titleist has ever made. And don't just take our word for it. Go out and hit it, uh, whether it's indoors in a sim or if you're able to get out there and grab one, get a demo club. Hit this TSI driver. You won't look back. Trust me. Visit Titleist.com to learn more about TSI drivers. All right, let's uh, dive into this week's Twitter tap-in. And this is a fun topic. Um, Another thing you and I are different in. We are so different yep. in this, right? And, and if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Golficity so that you can be part of the Twitter tap-in each week. And this week we asked, what is your tee height preference with your driver? Do you tee it high or do you tee it low? And I, I I like the wording here that it's preference because there isn't necessarily one right way to do it. Now I've seen a lot of great instruction, especially recently talking about teeing a little bit higher because especially with the way that that Uh, golf clubs are designed with where the center of gravity Mm. lies and stuff like that. You want to make sure you're hitting it, you know, on that at least middle, if not higher on the face. Now I tee it high because I have, I have an upward angle of attack and I like to be able to hit it. Like I said, if middle, if not a little bit higher than the middle of the face, Mm. you tee it low
1: though. I tee it low. I mean, I, I try to tee it high, but I'm so steep still right. Um. that when I tee it high, I, I will just scuff up the top of my driver. I'll top uh, hit the ball straight up in the air. And basically, I'm just going to hit down on a tee. That's all I'm going to be hitting Right, that and impact. and
0: I think that might change as you you were working with with um what's his name from Balti yeah, Matt and Wilson, work, yep Matt Wilson mm-hmm. on, on, on hitting up a little bit, but for you ultimately you're hitting the the golf ball is making contact in the same spot on the face as I am, yeah. It's just you deliver the club lower and down, whereas I deliver it up a little bit. It's nuts. It's, nuts. it's, nuts. it's right. <laughs> it's crazy. But but I mean that's where too I think the thing to learn from that, and again not saying one way is right, one way is wrong, but to learn from that is to note. And adjust your tee height um, if you are making changes to your swing. So gotcha. if you start to change your swing and you notice you're starting to, you know, hit up more or whatever it may be, adjust that to match it. But ultimately the end result really just needs to be that you want you want that tee height to be where that club passes through that path at impact that you're making you know center face yeah. contact mm-hmm. if not a little bit higher on center face and every driver is a little bit different but you can find out those specs about where the uh, that maximums kind of sweet spot center gravity is right yeah. on your driver um let's see the first one here ed to he yeah. said, it's like you said, I, I, like, I like it low. Whenever I go high, I tend to snap hook the heck out of it. No uh, no more than half of a ball above the driver while resting on the ground is good to me. Same. Yeah.
1: I like it. It's confidence, too. You know, when I see that ball is a little too high and I'm standing over it, everything goes out the window. <laughs>
0: right. Like, I
1: should stop my swing and readjust. Most people don't. But I'm just like Eddie there.
0: That's, you know? And, and I, I like that, that he's using a reference point. Because I think there's another important takeaway here is that... You have to – there's so much inconsistency to golf – that you have to add consistency where you can, Mm -hmm. right? So if it's already going to be very difficult to strike that ball in that same spot of the face, if now you're moving your target by having a different tee height each time we've talked about this before about things like trying to play the same ball and trying to play the ball in the same area of your stance and using reference points that set you up because the setup position is like 80% of the battle. If you're set up right, you can just make a swing and there's a chance it's going to be a good one. If you're set up wrong, your body in your mind are going to have to make these very fast i mean the, the swing happens in a few seconds split second adjustments to adjust to it so if you're somebody who's just going up there and just sticking the tee in the ground with no reference point um just know that you're in you're inflicting another variable mm-hmm. of inconsistency so here he's saying when he tees it up sets the driver down behind it and he's looking as a reference point of where the driver falls to the ball um my reference point i like to use the tees with the lines and I know which line I tee it to, and I just tee until that line disappears in the ground. And so I you're like
1: th- Thomas here. I tee mine to the yellow line, and he puts a photo of it.
0: There you go. Yeah, it's and I use a similar tee to him. But you use the nice, big, tall, blue one. I like the tall ones with the blue. two lines as the oh, two reference there points. There you go. Yep. And I know on that second line is where I tee it up. So I think that's an important one. Um Danny says, "I like to. I like. I'd say on the higher side, higher side, it gets me to swing up on the ball. So that's another good thing. It's like we we talk about with the driver, you do want to be hitting up because it's so little loft on that club that that's what gets the ball up in the air. So that's another thing you can do is tee a little higher as." a way to force your body to adjust to it i'm yeah. just saying once you get there use that same t height over and over but i've seen some great instructions especially on youtube going around with that idea of just saying t it a little bit higher just note it will take a little time to get used to it. Oh, it's yeah. different for you you know absolutely joe says the same thing hi it encourages me to uh, hit up on the ball so we um, got
1: clay ogilvy no relation to jeff probably i don't know maybe <laughs> uh, i t low using a nine degree driver but that could change with a fitting at club champion in about a month or so and you Darn right, it might change. Yeah, because going through a fitting, uh, that that fitter may find something wrong with your swing. Hopefully, they're they're a good uh, instructor as well. That'd be great.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Don't um, hesitate to ask your fitter who fits you that club. They, have, yep. they, you know, a good fitter is going to have a very intimate knowledge of the clubs themselves and they're going to be able to tell you where on that face of that particular club you really want to kind of hone in on. Uh, they'll talk about things like the center of gravity and things like that. Yep. And then that way you can kind of, and even I've even seen it, like sometimes the the, the max point is pushed out a little bit towards the toe, like a hair towards the toe. And high, but you can look at that and you can kind of adjust your tee height dependingly. Um, Louis, 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 Louis it's over. great. Not. It all depends
1: on the day. If I want to try and crush it, I tee it high and let it fly. But if I just want to get it into play and try to score, I tee it low and let it go.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> there's that and there's also playing the the conditions of the day. If it's a really windy yep. day, I am not going to tee it high and try to really hit up on it. Right. You know, because that's what gets it way up in the air. If you tee it a little bit lower, you're obviously going to cut under that wind just a bit. But the key is not to change your swing too much. And also, not. we're not talking about dramatic differences. Like It's not like you're teeing it for an 8-iron and then for a driver, like on yeah. the ground. Or all the way up You can just change that By like a half inch And just moving a half inch Down on the face Is obviously going to Keep it lower Right You know So that's an important one Seen a lot of tea At high and let it flies. Um, Jared, uh, says started to rebuild my swing after about five years of not playing started to tee it up higher now that I have more of an inside out swing. So that's a good, that's a good one. That was one thing you were working on was taking mm-hmm. it more inside out. Yep. And then that was naturally the natural progression of an inside out swing is going to be coming up on the ball at impact. Yeah. You know, whereas when you go over the top you know, and you're outside in, really we learned that all you can do is come down like this. So your downward angle of attack. So that's where you end up having to tee it a little bit lower to make center face contact. Mm-hmm. But if you're inside out, like Jared's saying, here's where naturally as you rotate through, as you move towards that front leading foot, that that club is probably gonna it's gonna meet reach its bottom point and start working its way up. And that's where you're gonna to have to tee a little higher. So, so, Jared, thanks for uh, driving home our point here that that this is something that can change as you make swing changes. Right. So, a lot of good answers here. Um, a lot of a lot of similar type of thing that they're saying that you know if you a little bit lower when people want a little more control and tee it high, let it fly. Um, but uh. And I, one thing I keep seeing here too, and I appreciate so many responses. There's so many of them. Uh, A lot of people talk about tea preference of buying ones with different lines that work for them. Mm -hmm. I I do find that if I um, run out of teas and I just grab one off of the the tea box and it's not the ones I'm used to, I do feel a little bit lost because there's my lines not there and I'm like, I don't know if I'm teeing it quite high enough. I always leave my tea there for you, but you never use it. (laughs) You know, we always say, you don't want to find Mike." There's a breadcrumb, a uh, breadcrumbs trail of tees. Because I never pick up my tees. Never picks up his tee. I don't know why. It's his trademark. It's my trademark. That's his trademark. Broken if you were a serial broken. killer, you would leave a tee after you killed each person. Exactly. Right. That would be it. Instead, you're a golfer. Thank God. It's like that not a serial episode. Where
1: we found the serial found the tee in the pocket. Yes,
0: Kendison. <laughs> I don't know. It always all comes back. It always to Always comes Seinfeld. back to that. All right. Anyway. Uh, all righty. Um, I appreciate all the sponsors Let's move on Let's do a quick word From our sponsors And I want to talk about Impact bags Yeah let's do it guys This
1: episode's brought to you By ShotScope The all-in-one GPS and stat tracking watch and the ShotScope Watch offers players laser-like GPS, stat tracking, helps you improve, helps you enjoy the game. You're rewarded with tons of stats for your golf game. You can find all the things like your strengths, your weaknesses, fairways hits, greens and regulation, proximity to the hole, putts hold. I can go on and on. One of these days I'm going to sit here and just ramble off all
0: of them. Great, that'll be the whole half-hour The whole half-hour podcast. Half hour podcast. Yeah.
1: Just going to be all the stats yeah. that ShotScope gives you. And, you know, it, not sold out. I just checked on their website. It's available still. The G3 is the GPS only, so no stat tracking. $179.99. The V3 is still available, $219.99. And guys, no subscription fees. You know, you buy some, you're worried about paying $10, $15, $20 a month. That's not the case here. You will get all this data stored in this database, this dashboard that you have, shotscope.com, and it's there for you forever. So visit shotscope.com slash golficity. Give someone the best Christmas uh, present I think you can give someone right now is uh, a Shotscope watch. Um, This episode's coming out a little later towards the holidays, but but definitely check them out once again, shotscope.com. Com and it just keeps getting better
0: because I just got another email this today about updating the firmware. the firmware update. Yeah, they they the team. What is the update? They, they are always just working on accuracy and improvement. Mm-hmm. So there's just another one that they put out there, and that's part of it. it reminded me. Of what you said, the subscription fees. The it's a it's a product that keeps getting better than you don't pay an additional dollar for. That's great. So I just love when it's just like a new feature. It feels like this year has been the year of features for for the ShotScope. Oh yeah, uh, it's just constantly rolling out new things and a lot of that is from listening to you guys and what you guys want and i know if you're in our facebook group uh i know a lot of the shot scope team is in there as well and they are listening if there's ever any suggestions or something that you've got post it there if there's a wish list of something you'd like to see um gavin who yeah, is uh, you, you've had yep. him here you've seen him here on the podcast before he's really great about it and they do take that feedback and they just keep making it better
1: they do. Yeah. They definitely do. Um, I had one other thing I wanted to say about Shot Scope, but I totally forgot. It'll so come we're gonna back move on. Yeah. It'll come back. Yeah. And moving on, just thank I wanna thank Footjoy, the number one outerwear brand in golf. Footjoy, you guys have been keeping me warm these last couple days. I got to tell you, because it's been getting cold up here. It's snowing outside a little yep. bit. Uh, they're committed to helping us extend the golf season as long as possible this year with rain jackets and outerwear for all conditions. So, guys, listen up. The new Footjoy outerwear lineup is the all new, in the, in the lineup is the all new Hydro Tour rain jacket. You've seen us wear them. We love it. Designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions, made specifically for golf with material that is quiet it's comfortable, it's waterproof, it moves with you during the swing, which a lot of us don't think about. Uh, it's very important. And the Hydro Tour will keep you warm and dry whether you're playing in the Northeast or you're on the North Coast of Scotland, yeah. which uh, I want to talk about And we just gave today. one away. Yeah, we just gave one away. I want to talk to you about going back to Scotland
0: i know i saw the email too
1: yeah yeah it's coming up yeah we gotta go we gotta go uh hydro tour also features a patented new dry seal collar which is a double collar love this thing because it moves the water away from the back of your neck not down it no matter how hard the rain is coming down so play more this year play better check out the hydro tour rain jacket and all the other industry leading rainwear from footjoy at footjoy.com slash medp
0: yeah all right so let's dive into talking about whether you call it an impact bag or a smash bag effectively it's the same thing and if you distill it down to its most basics it is basically like a very dense pillow Mm -hmm. that you can physically swing the club into without harming yourself or the club and why like what is the reasoning behind it well the big big thing, at least for me, the big reason I've been using it for is working on my impact position. So all the things that we do in the golf swing, it all kind of accumulates in that one moment of truth. And that moment of truth is impact. So everything we do from setup to takeaway to um, spine angle, everything you've ever heard, balance, all those things work in conjunction with each other in order to, to help you deliver that club in the right position at impact. And as far as what is the right position, well, there's a lot that goes into that too. And I can I can tell you what at least I was struggling with was that I was hitting up on the ball a little bit too much, right? And a part of that was flipping. Now, what can cause that? There's a lot of different things that can cause flipping. Um, but I wasn't really shifting my weight enough to my left side my and my wrists instead of being in that proper, you know, angle that we've talked about before i was starting to get into that flippy motions, which would cause me to have to hit up on the ball it wasn't as crisp of that compression right. mm-hmm. you know that you know when you compress a golf shot and you just know it you the just feel, know you the sound it, yeah. it's so good and also that consistency you get consistent distance and things like that whereas some of the mistakes that can happen when you're hitting up is if you just shift your weight a little bit too much you can end up hitting behind the ball You know, just duffing it, topping it, all of the messy mistakes that none of us like to have. So, really working on your impact position is something that can really dynamically improve all of your golf game because Mm -hmm. impact position too it it translates kind of through the bag um i even work on it more and more with my chips now you know and and getting in that right downward strike impact i mean something you don't struggle with is hitting down on the ball Right. right right um if anything you're working on hitting less down because there is a there's a sweet spot for everything, mm-hmm. right? But uh, that doesn't mean that this wouldn't be a good tool for you as well. And there's a lot of different ways to use it. Um, but the impact bag, what it's really going to do is it's going to help you work on that impact position. And That's I, why it's called an impact bag. Yeah. So let's not
1: rule anyone out here. If, if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, I, I don't have anywhere I could practice this. This is untrue because you, you're doing this in your basement. My basement. You've got eight foot ceilings, right? Yeah and you're not taking a full swing but darn close yeah
0: I, you definitely don't need to take you a full swing right? with yep. this you don't right yeah you know and we'll even talk about it in a second how sometimes it's not wise to take a full 100% you know right. swing speed cut because you could start to damage things you know Hitting the, that much, whether it be your wrists or the club, sure. But I, I think you can just work on almost in slow motion, fifty percent. You know, take it back halfway and then halfway through, and just work on the feel of what it feels like. It that's beautiful. But yeah, you can do it there. You could do it in your garage. I will say, it's not something I can do when the kids go to bed. It's a little bit loud because you are smacking a that's bag. That's true. It's
1: probably a loud boom. Yeah.
0: It's like a boom. But you could go out in your yard. There's a lot of ways you can mm. do it. But first thing is like, all right. So how do you get your hands on on an impact bag? Well. We're going to mention in a second how inexpensive they are. Um, But even if you want to go the most budget route um, is just to ask uh, ask at the range sometimes the range you may go to um, they might have instructors that work there and they may have a couple training aids lying around this is kind of one of those most common training aids that there's a good chance that someone's uh, they, they've got one that you can just use while you're there at the range Right. so ask around you could ask a buddy you could ask in the pro shop uh, maybe if, if the, uh, the pro has one but they're not giving lessons at the moment they'll let you borrow it so there's different ways you can do it you can also you could theoretically make one of your own um you you, you could you could take some some heavy blankets you know don't don't take your your wife's best duvet right yeah or whatever it is and 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 and, and do that because you could you'll be sleeping on the couch you'd just be hitting the blanket right just fold it up but you need something there that's tall enough you know, a a good Smasher Impact bag when it's it's fully loaded is probably about 18 to 20 inches tall. Okay. Right? So you have to have something you can stack and you also don't want something that each time you've got to reset it, blankets go flying all over the place. So I think ultimately, the reason I won't spend too much time on making your own is because they are so darn affordable, it might be best to just buy one. The one that I bought is called the skills sklz smash bag they make great stuff impact trainer Mm -hmm. um they do make good stuff Uh, this one on amazon 26.99 and if you're prime it's free shipping um what it ultimately is and just so you know when it arrives uh it is it's an empty bag you do have to stuff it with your own stuff but it's made of that like really thick canvas you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, like a tarp, like a tarp, like the thickest tarp you could think of, mm-hmm. because otherwise, just hitting it with a yeah, you'll rip right an iron. It. It's eventually going to rip right, right through it, right? Especially like the leading edge of a wedge or something like that. So it's it's it, what you're basically buying is is a really good material as a bag. And then what I just did was. I just took a bunch of like old clothes that I was going to use as a donation and just stuffed it with it. It, Yeah. So you don't need
1: sand or anything like that. No,
0: no. I mean, stand, this thing would weigh a million million pounds. pounds, So I just stuffed it with that. Some old blankets, a pillow or two, whatever it may be, just kind of get creative stuff it so that it's nice and firm and it stays in place, but it's also not so stuffed that it's so heavy that you're going to break your wrist when you hit this thing. Mm -hmm. You want it to have a little bit of movement. Um, but it, ultimately, it's a very simple and easy thing to throw together. You buy the bag and you just stuff it. it. I mean, that's where you got to be. So, how do you do this? How do you use it to feel that impact position? And I, I'll relate this uh, again, not being a golf coach myself, you know, obviously, I can only relay my own experience and what a golf coach taught me. Um, but there are Lots of ways to use this, and once you've got one, you can even search on YouTube, impact bag, you know, train, you know, whatever it may be, uh, tips or or drills that you can use with an impact bag. You're gonna find a lot of them, and you're gonna find visual demonstrations. So I think that's a great way to do it. For me, again, trying to prevent that flip, the way to do it was to get my wrist bent and out in front. And we talked about getting the just recently on a podcast hands out in front of the ball at impact, Mm -hmm. that's what this really helps with. Because what's going to happen is as you swing and drive into that bag, the club head itself is going to be stopped by the bag. The hands are going to keep going. So by doing that and kind of freezing in that motion, you're going to start to see and feel what it's like to have hands out in front and a nice downward you know, impact where that, where that those hands get out in front of the club face, I like it. Mm -hmm. you know, and you'll just feel it time and time again. It's almost like just like forcing your body into the right position, but it's really easy. And don't do it. Obviously don't hit a ball because you don't want to hit a ball into this thing. What you do is just place that, that impact bag down roughly in front of where the ball would be Um, set up as you would a normal shot. I like to do this with maybe like an eight iron or something like that. Take your normal takeaway, but in this case, I would advise only going maybe half, maybe three-quarters of the way. Uh, I would not advise doing this a full swing at 100% speed, no matter what the club, because again, could cause damage to yourself, the club, or whatever, but go ahead and just you know, take that that you know half about half takeaway, and then swing down through as though you're going to hit the ball. And then you, you'll notice is as you make contact with that impact bag, it's going the the club itself is going to come to a stop very quickly, and your hands are going to move out in front. Just kind of freeze in that position, at that point. Just kind of so freeze just stop and all. just take it in. Just okay. to like understand where am I at? Mm-hmm. You know, what did it feel like? What did it feel like to hit? You know, hit that way and then kind of compress down. And what I ended up doing is it just For whatever reason, it just kind of clicked mentally to me that I just I would I would take like three or four swings into the impact bag, then especially if you're doing this on the range, move the impact bag, put a ball down, and take a shot, trying to remember the same motion. Ah. And for me, it would just happen that I would just hit down on the ball, the hands would get out nice out in front, and to get a nice compressed shot. So it was almost like you know maybe we're three to five, boom, 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 feel it, feel it, feel it, move the impact bag, hit a ball. And then see what you know. What were the differences? What were the changes? You
1: bringing the impact back to the range with you these days?
0: Yeah, I'm that guy. It's like <laughs> super loud, whatever. <laughs> no. But hey, I tell you what, if you, you go back and watch Brad. that video, yep. If you want to see the visual of this, go back and watch that video. We did a pound ridge with Brad Worthington, where uh, he had me using it. You can see him walking me through hitting it, and then we would hit balls right after it, and it made a dramatic, dramatic difference. Yeah,
1: that's cool. I mean, you you put in the work with him, and it, it definitely paid off.
0: It definitely paid off. So, you, like I said, by doing that, rotating between hitting the impact bag and then hitting a ball, you're going to start to really gain a better physical feel of impact position because that's what it does. Effectively, by stopping the club head dead where it is, it it forces you into a good impact position. And then that your goal is to then just take that feel and do it with a golf ball. That's, that's it, man. It. That's, that's pretty, pretty much, much it. it. Yeah. Now the, the, like I said, there's a couple of things to know. Like the, if the, if the impact bag just goes flying when you hit it, it means you got to put some more stuff in it. It's not quite heavy enough. Um, uh, but it can have some movement i think the perfect amount is if it just kind of slides forward a little bit Uh, also what it can do is it can give you kind of feedback if it is kind of shooting off to the left or to the right that will give you some impact about your club path through impact if it's too inside out or outside in yep uh ideally it should kind of slide straight back down the target line additionally um some coaches, I've, t- I've talked about how I'm working with impact bags. Some different coaches have said another thing that you can do is depending on how far out in front you put that impact bag. So let's say it's maybe 6 to 10 inches out in front of where the ball would be. They say start to feel like you're hitting the impact bag with the toe of the club because what that will also do is that will also start to get you turning that club O- over and closed so if you're somebody who you find that you sl- you're slicing the ball or, or you're pushing the ball for a righty right because you've got an open club face right well then that was going to be f- the feedback of that is going to be that you notice that you're hitting the impact bag with the heel of the club a little gotcha, bit yeah gotcha. right mm-hmm. or at this point if it depending on how far out in front it is it might be with a flat face but if it's further out in front you want to start to note that you're hitting it almost with the toe because you've now you've now passed the impact position and the club is closing and rotating. Mm. Just all depends on where you put that bag. But just keep in mind, the idea here is that it also provides feedback of clubface open, closed, or... You know.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as you're talking, I, I just saw and I see this drill all the time on Instagram, Facebook. It's just in my feed. It always comes up and it's nothing new. It's that simple drill where they put like three balls down, one in the middle that you're hitting, but one's a little to, for a righty. One's in front a little bit closer to you. One's behind a little bit further away from you. So it creates that uh, out uh, inside out path. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to help that outside. in so I, my goal, big goal this winter is going to be to try that drill and then even put this smash bag into play. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm about to order one for this place right now. I'm it, getting one in get here. Get one for it in here. Yeah. I think it'd be great because, you know, my big thing is learning to hit up, hitting less outside in, but I always struggle with the issue at impact the wrist. And, and sometimes I have everything open and then I'm just pushing it straight right. Right. And I don't know. I've never used the smash I've never ever even used it.
0: Not even with you that day at Pound Reach. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Try it because if if you're you don't have a problem with with impact position hitting down like I do, but like if it's just with that club face, it will give you that feedback for club face. Another thing you can use this for too is don't underestimate it for the short game chip shots. You can practice those little chip shots into an impact bag, same type of thing. Because a lot of times, and if you're like me, this is a big thing that I did was trying to help the ball into the air on my chip shots Mm -hmm. by again, hitting up and lifting up rather than hitting down. And you still want that downward impact and let that club face, you know, and the spin kind of get that ball up in the air and the spin is what's gonna stop it. And you're not gonna get spin if you start lifting the ball up in the air with a flip. You've gotta have that nice crisp downward impact. So even just practicing with some chip shots and that's not gonna make a big loud bang. You're You're not hitting it that hard, but you can do that Take a couple of a chip shot motion swings into the impact bag and then plop a ball down, take a chip and see how that, that changes that result. Or you can use it as like a little even obstacle. You can uh, set it in front and, and take a ball and try to chip up and over it to you know working on getting the ball up and out. Uh, but I like again, that, that's its own thing. I like to use it as a physical feedback by hitting the bag and then forcing that meet myself into a good impact position.
1: I love it. Guys, purchased. I just ordered it. 22 bucks. It'll be here next Tuesday. There you go. You first, see? First Affordable and fast.
0: Ordered on the podcast live. 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 Um, but yeah, that's what I like about it. Again, I, I always come back to the the training aids I like most are the ones that are the, the simplest and, and they just serve a very clear, effective pur- uh, purpose. And that's what this does. It it will help your impact just by by using it. Um, But like I said, get one, experiment with one a little bit on your own. Search YouTube for some from drills that you can use with an impact bag. There are a lot of great ones out there. Uh, You can work with a coach. You can. It it, for me, it was ten minutes of having a coach show me how to use it, and then investing the time on my own separately to do it. That was basically how it worked. Mm So. That's that's it. If you've got any creative way that you're using an impact bag for your own game, let us know. Post it in the comments. Uh, you can also post it in the Facebook group. There's a lot of ways to get a hold of us. Uh, but we always like when we hear your feedback as well. I'm sure there's somebody out there who's had some other creative way that either you came up with or a coach showed you how to use an, an impact bag or a smash bag, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we'd love to hear that because there's always new ways. And like I said, once you own it, it just becomes another tool in your arsenal of improvement
1: yeah man as it looks uh you um for, for when you buy something right away yeah like i'm kind of sold. sold for you to just do it that day i think you went home that night and bought it
0: i did yeah so yeah, i knew i had was i use it on the range i didn't want to forget what we were doing right so i literally bought it that day it's amazon it came the next day and then i could keep the reps up that's it man and that's what it comes that's because it, it's not something that's going to change your game in one swing you're going to feel it quick but then you're going to have to keep the reps up and keep using it. And and I find it's a good thing to go back to. If I've had a round where particularly I feel like I'm going back to a little flipping and hitting up on the ball too much, I will just after the round do a little bit of impact bag work, you know, and then leading up to my next round to try to get myself back to where I need to be. That's it. And it does help. All right, guys, you can get to the show notes. We'll include the link as well uh of where to get the uh, the impact bag that we purchased on Amazon. We'll include that in the show notes. You can get to that by going to golfity.com slash episode three fifty three or as always in the golfity app. Uh if you haven't already downloaded the app it's it's free it's available for ios and android go to golficity.com app for those links and uh, we'll be back with you guys again next week